This is the Create Love, Create Freedom podcast. My name is Allison Fisher, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing emotional neglect. We're going to look at it from the perspective of children or, you know, how emotional neglect affects children and how um, it affected us as children. And we're also going to look at emotional neglect as it affects us as adults and also how it relates to um, our intimate relationships as adults. So I think emotional neglect is kind of easily misunderstood because unlike with emotional or physical abuse, um, that, that really has an action behind it, right? It's, it's a negative action, but emotional neglect is actually a lack of action. So emotional neglect refers to a person's failure to respond adequately to another person's emotional needs. And when we look at it from um, the the perspective of a child and a parent, emotional neglect is a parent's failure to act. It's the failure to notice, to attend to, or respond appropriately to the child's feelings. And emotional neglect is not something that happens, but it's something that fails to happen. And I think that this is what really makes emotional neglect, um, a much more difficult concept to understand and discuss, um, in greater depth because it's kind of intangible, right? Each child is going to have different needs. They're going to have different, um, emotional, um, responses based upon their own personality types Um, Same thing is true with the different kinds of partners that we have or um, the relationships, the intimate relationships that we're in. And I think one of the best things that we can do, both being excellent parents and excellent partners or spouses, is really working on our attunement to the emotional needs of others, being able to notice those things. Sure, there are going to be times when we don't quite get it right every time, but if we're getting it right most of the time, if there's no, you know, failure to notice, if we're, if we're generally very aware, um, if we attend to or respond appropriately to our child's feelings as well as our partner's feelings, I personally believe that that means it really starts with us. Um, so much of emotional unavailability doesn't have to do with how our partner feels about us, but it's how we don't connect with our own emotions. So if we're not connecting with our own emotions, how are we going to be able to connect to the emotions of, I would assume would be the people who are most important to us, right? Um, our children and our, um, intimate partners, um, you know, those deep relationships that we have. 
I think it's uh, much more easy to identify the harmful actions of a parent who yells, smacks, or criticizes. I think it's a lot harder to pinpoint the wrong actions of a parent who fails to provide for certain needs. So that's what we're going to kind of flush out today. We're going to try to, we're going to try to put our finger on something that's fairly intangible. And I think we can. So let's um, dive into that a little bit more. Um, as we discussed, emotional neglect also occurs in adult relationships between intimate partners. You know, um, especially when I time, uh, spend time around, you know, my girlfriends and whatnot, um, they will kind of constantly say, he is so emotionally unavailable or emotionally absent. And emotional neglect is the opposite of emotional attunement. And when a couple is emotionally attuned to each other, they experience emotional connection and emotional intimacy. In a relationship or marriage, emotional neglect is when a partner consistently fails to notice, attend to, and respond in a timely manner to a partner or spouse's feelings. So looking at that, it's a step simply beyond even simply noticing, being aware. It's also what you do with that information. Of course, good communication is key, right? Diving into, hey, I've noticed this. What is it that that I can do? What is it that that you need, right? And I think in in those kinds of instances, it really has far-reaching negative consequences for the intimate relationship when there is um, a partner who not only fails to notice or attend to um, that other partner's needs, but also is unable to respond in a timely manner, right? Their needs or their job or uh, their hobbies, other things always come first. You know, as humans, we are relational beings. Um, as for, for myself personally, even as an introvert, even as someone who likes to spend quite a bit of time by themselves, I still deeply desire and need emotional connection. Physical connection as well, physical touch certainly sexual connection. But that emotional connection, I think is really the, the, the thing that allows us to feel like we belong. And belonging is such an important piece of being human, being part of a family, having a home. Yes, it can be a physical home, of course. But what about when you really attune to another person, you really connect with another person. And it feels like home. Um, I think that we can't always point to the specific behaviors that our parents or partner um, that, that really makes us feel unloved and really affects our self-esteem. 
um, certainly not being noticed, attended to, or responded to appropriately in a timely manner. It affects both children and adults. Um, And inadvertently, the lack of attentiveness and responsiveness speaks volumes, right? Your feelings and emotions don't matter. In children, I really think this translate to it translates into you don't matter. And as adults, I think that we internalize it as your needs and you don't matter. So the child will feel it as I don't matter. And in adults, it's my needs don't matter and I don't matter. And I think emotional neglect is, is common. Um, I think some of it can certainly be attributed to, you know, uh, busy lifestyles, um, as well as the kind of society that we live in. I think that there are a lot of societal factors. Um, and it, it's important to understand that emotional neglect is very different from love. Most parents love their children. Most adults love their partners. And so emotional neglect is not really about love or the lack of love. It's about bringing into awareness something that we not be aware of and about acting it, taking action on it, making a change. And I I think that when there is a lack of um, emotional connection, it really leaves a void. And I think certainly starting out for children, it very much leaves a void in their own life. And then as adults, um, and this has been true for my own life, as adults, they really have to learn how to be attentive to their own needs. But it also has long-term lasting effects. A lot of insecurities, a lot of fears, um, in love, in, in intimacy, in relationships. And I think in order to become more fulfilled in who we are, um, have more fulfilling relationships where our partners feel more fulfilled and raising children that don't have some of these same struggles. Um, emotional attunement is very important. And I actually think that emotional neglect is one of the reasons that someone can identify with a little bit of, you know, anxious attachment or um, avoidant attachment. I think disorganized attachment is probably some extreme emotional neglect. That's, that's definitely what I've seen. But if we're also working on becoming more secure in who we are and wanting to raise more secure children and have more secure relationships, emotional attunement is vitally important. So let's take a little bit of time and discuss how emotional neglect affects children. Um, I think that you know, emotional neglect can happen in the most common of family situations, right? Um, I think sometimes when the child comes home, but the, but one of the parents, uh, sees, you know, and the the child is seeking some attention, um, you know, maybe fighting with the siblings, 
Um, I think it's really easy for a very stressed out parent, overworked parent, um, to not respond appropriately, right? That the parent may view the behavior superficially, seeing anger and tantrum simply as tiredness or naughtiness or defiance. You know, so then children are sent to their room for timeout. Um, and so, you know, this really allows the parent to really be the very emotionally inattentive, right? A failure to notice, meaning accurately interpret and understand the child's needs. To attend to, um, provide uh, comfort or soothing, um, as well as respond appropriately, help the child really understand their own feelings, um, really means that the, the child is missing out on something, how to experience and process their own feelings and behaviors. They also miss out on the experience of empathy from their parent, um, which also really impairs the child's ability to develop empathy for himself or herself when they're around others. So we can, we can really see this kind of cycle, right? Um, the child learns over time that their feelings are very irrelevant, that they don't matter, or that maybe even their feelings are bad. A lot of times children will learn how to cope by um, learning to suppress or disconnect from their feelings and emotions without ever really understanding them. Sometimes the child's behaviors will escalate, right? Or the child might do the exact opposite, which is become very withdrawn. Um, They'll shut down. And when children grow up in an environment of, of emotional neglect, they often internalize this neglectful behavior and become very emotionally um, disconnected or distant as adults. And I think it's important to, we're going to talk a little bit about the different parenting styles, right? That, that can result in more emotional neglect. But, you know, from the scenario that I talked about, you know, of the parent, the child coming home, being upset, and the parent is someone who, um, you know, maybe is stressed out overworked, um, can also be a parent who hasn't worked on processing their own emotions. So I think one of the most important things that we can do both as parents and as partners is continually work on ourselves. Make sure that there is time in our day to dive a little bit deeper into our own psyche, into our own um, self, right? be intuitive, be aware, Uh, work on taking care of some of our own needs, being willing to communicate those needs to our spouse, to our partner, to our um, intimate partner, right? And then I think another thing too is, um, you know, having jobs and working is very important, um, but also learning how to turn some of that off when in the presence of our children, um, can be very important. 
And that means that we also need to, as you know, as parents, as um, partners and spouses, we need to have an environment around us where maybe the home isn't chaos. Um, and in order to do that, there are certain things that are in place, right? Uh, times when the TV isn't on. Um, I think another thing too is really having a support system around you, right? Having certainly as a woman for myself, you know, having girlfriends that I can call that I can get together with. We don't do it all the time, but being able to let off steam, right? Being willing and able to talk through our problems and not just with our spouses, making sure that our tone isn't critical when we are talking to our spouse. Um, And I think also making sure that we're taking very good care of ourselves, adequate sleep, um, adequate time off, right? Um, I'm a person who can be prone to overworking. And I have been learning over time to dive a little bit deeper into my feminine energy and to rest, to rejuvenate, to restore. Um, even if it's, that's just a couple of hours, um, out of my day or my weekend. Um, I think it's important to, you know, make sure that we're putting good food and, um, you know, taking time, putting good food into our bodies and taking really good, um, taking time for exercise, clearing our mind, um, taking our children out to the park when we can, when the weather is nice, making sure that there is play, genuine play, less screen time. Um, I think that these are all ways that we can really open ourselves up to being available to be more emotionally attuned because the more that our needs have been met either by ourselves, you know, because we give that to ourselves because of the friends and the um, tribe, the um, connections that we have around us, as well as the give and take from our partner, right? That flow of energy. Yes. I inconvenience myself by doing things to take care of you, but I also take care of you in a way that you can't take care of yourself. And your partner does the same in reverse. Yes, they're doing things that inconvenience them that are really things that you need. So I I think that emotional attunement really starts with us. Um, So let's talk about some parenting styles that are more likely to result in emotional neglect. Certainly authoritarian parents are more interested in whether their children obey instructions uh, than in how their children feel or what they need. Uh, Perfectionistic parents set extremely high expectations of grades and other performance with little empathy or intangible details, I guess, of children's, of, of the child's emotional state. Um, parents who are uh, very permissive or have kind of a laissez-faire approach uh, tend to be very hands-off to the point of being disconnected from their child's emotional lives, right? So you can be two hands-on and you can also be two hands-off. And then, of course, there's the narcissistic parents whose focus revolves around their own needs, right? Um 
again, a bit of perfectionism there, always wanting their child to be perfect. But when when the child is really forced to have their needs revolve around the parents, it prevents the child from learning to identify with their own feelings. Um, I think it's important to realize that you know, some parents may be forced by circumstance to be emotionally absent from their child's life due to, um, you know, marital conflict, divorce, depression, anxiety, illness, overworking, you know, or some other challenges. And sometimes this can lead to emotional parentification, where a child really feels the need to meet the emotional needs of the parents and their siblings. And in most cases, parents who were emotionally neglected as children do not realize that they are being emotionally neglectful to their own children. And, you know, how would they know that? They, they weren't taught, right? They were taught the opposite. Um, you know, here's an example, like, you know, a parent who cannot provide comfort or soothing for their child when they haven't experienced being comforted or soothed when they're upset, right? Um, so I, I think it's important to take some of those things into account and to realize if that was something that happened for you in childhood and really look for ways to to heal those wounds and to be more emotionally involved. Um, I think it's important to realize that emotional neglect can have a surprising um physiological effect on our developing brains in childhood. When children are regularly neglected or exposed to other hardships, they're prone to a kind of toxic stress response that impairs normal development in the brain and other organs. Specifically, like the, the brain functions kind of in in a way of like self-control, memory, the ability to shift attention appropriately and learned, uh, you know, or learn skills, right? That must be supported by the child's environment. Their growth is supported by their environment. And toxic stress um, really disrupts this, disrupts this development of these skills and also makes it difficult for children to acquire the ability to self-manage, to self-soothe in challenging circumstances. And I think that this is one of the reasons why um, we have to go back and learn how to soothe ourselves um, as adults, right? We have to learn how to um, understand our inner child that was very emotionally neglected. Um, Again, not because of things that were done to us, but because of things that weren't done. Because of there, there was a lack. There was a lack of action. And so I, I, I think that these kinds of children grow up into adults believing that they're not good enough or to more of an extreme that there's really something wrong with them. Um, that they have something to be ashamed about, right? And shame is a very hard thing to deal with, not only as a child, but I think as a, as an adult, right? Learning 
you know, having a lot of shame around certain aspects of who we are makes it hard for us to connect with anybody else. So then again, the cycle of emotional neglect perpetuates. We don't mean for it to, but we haven't been able to yet work through um, our own shame, um, our own beliefs that, you know, there's something wrong with us or that we're not good enough. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about children of emotional neglect as adults, right? So I'm going to go through a few things, um, you know, um, some signs, right? Um, but I think it's important to realize that adults exposed to emotional neglect as children often have problems, um, but really remain maybe oblivious as to their origins, you know, they can tend to struggle uh, with knowing who they are, what to expect of themselves, what to expect of others. But it's really hard for them to pinpoint it. So let's take a look at some of those signs um, in adults. And that really includes difficulty identifying or expressing feelings, easily embarrassed and prone to feelings of guilt and shame, um, having kind of the, a, a lack of ability to empathize with others, difficulty trusting others, highly judgmental or critical, um, blaming um, oneself, blaming others, um, frequent feelings of worry, excessive fears and dissatisfaction with their life, feeling the need to uh, people please, uh, difficulty in asking for help or support, self-directed anger and anger at others, feeling like a fraud, hiding behind a mask, or feeling very disconnected from their self. Um, perfectionism. Um, and I think it's perfectionism with an acute sensitivity to the feelings of failure, Right. Um, sensitivity to feelings of rejection, um, really viewed by others as being distant or aloof or arrogant, and pervasive feelings of emptiness, unhappiness, or a lack of joy. Um, I think it's important to note that, you know, some recent research um really shows a strong connection between avoiding emotions or being shut off from emotions and poor memory, um, finding it very challenging to communicate with others. And so these, these things that come up for us as adults that affected, that were affected, um, uh, that took place in childhood, it really affects our adult intimate relationships. So let's take a look at that, how emotional neglect um, really affects adult intimate relationships. So I think it's important to note that emotional neglect has a really powerful influence on the quality and longevity of adult intimate relationships. And Emotional neglect is often very common 
in intimate relationships. Um, A lot of times couples attend counseling, wanting to improve their communication skills, right? Uh, Their frustrations have a similar theme. Uh, They can't resolve differences or conflicts which tend to surface again and again. And I think it's interesting that uh, Dr. John Gottman really talks about how you're never going to resolve all of your conflicts. Um, And I have certainly found that conflict, especially when you don't put another person down and when you really look towards um, reconnecting, uh, conflict can actually be an excellent way to dive deeper into the relationship. But when there's been some emotional neglect, right? Um, one of the partners, or maybe both, miss emotional cues. Uh, they miss, uh, you know, kind of they they fail to notice, right? They fail to attend to and respond to their partner in a timely manner. And you know, when one or both partners engage in regular um, emotion avoidance they simply end up in intellectual arguments, right? Focusing on the facts rather than the more vulnerable emotions that came up during that conflict. Um, And that came up because of a lack of emotional attunement. Um, I think it's important to know that To, to really focus on noticing. Um, anytime there's something I need to work on in my life, whether it's boundaries, whether it's um, soothing my, my, um, my nervous system or soothing my inner child or healing a father wound or a mother wound, um, I think part of it is being being aware, noticing, and then saying in those moments, oh, this is one of those times where I can use this as not only a learning opportunity, but an opportunity to really implement some of the things that I wanted to do, to not keep the cycle going again and again and again, right? Um, Because the truth is, we want to both feel supported in our relationships um, to feel like we're not alone in the things that we worry about or that we're concerned about. But in a, in a conscious relationship, we also want our partners to feel that way, to feel that they are supported and that they're not alone. Um, we want people to notice, um, to not always just simply put themselves first, right? Um, John Gottman talks a lot about defensiveness in some of his marriage books. Being defensive is never going to get you what you want. In fact, it it does the opposite. So learning how to soften, learning how to open, learning how to be attuned, right, is really important. And another form of emotional neglect is the silent treatment. When a partner emotionally withdraws into silence, um, when, when someone does that, they're, they're really manipulating the other person into changing 
their behavior or really punishing their partner for perceived wrongdoing. Um, and I, I think it's important to note that the silent treatment can really have similar effects on the psyche of the adult partner in the same way that emotional neglect um, affects the psyche on a growing child. Um, even as adults, even when maybe we can see things or try to see things differently, our brains are really hardwired to interpret um, any sort of emotional holdback as rejection. And the truth is rejection is painful. Um, rejection really activates the same pain receptors in the brain that are triggered by physical injury. So feelings of rejection and abandonment send a, sin, uh, a signal to the amygdala part of our brain that triggers really intense fear, the fear that we're not good enough, that we're unacceptable, um, that we're incapable, that we're unlovable. Um, and it's really in those moments that we need our partner the most, or if it's happening to our partner, they need us the most. But, you know, if our partner fails to notice and attend to and respond in a timely manner to us, over time, we really start to feel insecure and unsafe in the relationship. And we start to feel like we really can't rely on our partner, maybe um, physically, but certainly emotionally. And I, I think that this is really the point in the relationship where we start to see people who maybe were even securely attached as children form some insecure attachments. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some signs of emotional neglect in adult relationships. Your go-to person is a friend or other person rather than, you know, your partner. There's a lack of clarity about what your partner wants from you. Um, you have feelings of being alone in your relationship. You have a lack of desire to engage in social activities as a couple. Uh, you prefer very long periods of solitude over time with the partner. You have difficulty in self-soothing when facing stress or conflict. Your partner shuts down or emotionally withdraws when you raise issues. You are prone to numbing out or ignoring and suppressing your feelings. You're easily overwhelmed. You know, you kind of have this sense of hopelessness or powerlessness. Um, you have excessive feelings of need to control your partner, um, your finances, uh, your workout regimen, every morsel of food that you put in your mouth. Um, you experience consistent feelings of not belonging um, when you're with your family and your friends. Uh, you tend to procrastinate with plans, you know, having children, um, setting long-term goals, uh, going on that adventure, you know, uh, traveling when you know that you want to. And feeling you cannot be yourself with your partner. And I, I think it's really important to know that 
it's necessary for our partner to provide emotional connection for healthy relationship. Our needs to be noticed and attended are natural attachment needs. This isn't someone who's being too clingy. Um, It's a natural attachment need. And as humans, we never grow out of the need for a significant other to support us and have our back. So, you know, emotional connection, it's not just about sharing positive feelings of warmth and affection. It also means that when there are problems, you're able to hold uncomfortable feelings, trusting that you as an individual and you and your partner as a couple can get upset and yet work through your problems with your sense of self and the relationship staying intact. And emotional connection really includes sharing the more tender, raw, and vulnerable parts of ourselves, such as sharing our feelings of aloneness, a fear due to our own inadequacies, and our biggest fears of all, which are rejection and abandonment. Being able to put voice to those and sharing those with our partner um, is part of emotional connection. So I, I think that it's really important for us to take a look at whether there was emotional neglect in our childhoods. Um, I think it's really important to pay attention to the, you know, to ourselves. Are we taking good care of ourselves emotionally? Um, are we taking good care of ourselves psychologically? Or are we aware of some of the things that we need to continue to work through um, as, as adults on ourselves? Um, are we also taking care of our own needs? Are, are we creating an environment in our homes um, with our intimate partners and with our children that really allow us to have some of the space that we need and a lot of the good connection? Are we overworking ourselves? You know, do we, I, I did a podcast a few weeks ago on socially reinforced trauma responses. Are we overworking? Um, are we getting enough time to heal ourselves, to rejuvenate. And what I have certainly found in my own life is that it doesn't take very much time, but it takes a little bit of awareness on those things because those aren't things, um, the the negative aspects aren't things that I want to pass on to my future children. Um, and I, in order to have a deeply fulfilling relationship, it really means taking a look at the emotional neglect that happened in childhood and working on addressing it, working on having those deeper conversations with your significant other and saying, hey, in what ways did you struggle with this? Because I want to be aware. I want to be attuned. And then really creating that environment for you and your significant other to say, hey, um, in this moment, I don't feel very supported. So that your partner can be more aware, can start to attune to you better. Um, and, and I think that those are 
really some ways to continue to make sure that you are moving from a place of emotional neglect or having had that as your family unit, your family structure in childhood and choosing the better path for you, your family, um, your intimate partner in the future. Um, this will be something that we discuss in our members club, um, most likely next month. Uh, this month we are looking at both avoidant attachment, anxious attachment, disorganized attachment, and secure attachment. So if those are some things that you would like to heal, um, you can definitely take a look at our members club. It is a self-guided healing journey for you. Uh, each month we have videos as well as a workbook for you to uh, work through and take a deep dive into some of the areas of your life where you are feeling like you need some personal growth, um, areas of your life where you want to keep discovering who you are and areas where you want to really create some self-mastery. Um, if you are interested in looking at your emotional neglect, both in childhood, as well as strengthening whatever relationship uh, you intimate partnership you have at this time, or um, making sure that you know, you are emotionally attuned to the to the emotions of your children. Uh, you can go to createlovefreedom.podia.com and click on a members club. And you can also uh, go to our Instagram profile, which is create love freedom and click on the link in our bio. Until next time.